Picks and bets. I'm your host, DJ Mitchell, here to go over the one game NHL showdown slate. I know it's <laughs> it's Monday. We got one game. Um, and and it's just probably a dud of a football game as a as a registered Cleveland Browns fan. I am just gonna apologize in advance if you enjoy watching football instead of watching this one game hockey slate. The Browns are pitiful, and I'm sure the game's gonna be like three to six, and the Browns will lose. So we're gonna just push past that. We're gonna get right to the, the game here. We have the Oilers at the Rangers. Um, I mean, a line that I was shocked to see when I first pulled it up. I mean, we have the Oilers at plus money against a back-to-back Rangers team. And, and I do get it. I mean, the, the Rangers just beat down Tampa four to nothing, but that was a Rangers team that gave up 38 shots. They had Igor Shosturkin in net and they probably won't against the Oilers on Monday night. So yeah, I, I like the Oilers here. I mean, the, the, both teams lose one key player. Um, the Rangers will not have Artemi Panarin and the Oilers will not have Ryan Nugent Hopkins. That did make some changes, of course, to both teams. But the Oilers coming off a two to three overtime loss to the Islanders where they did not receive a single power play. You know, I, I just don't think that's going to happen again. And yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of thinking that the Rangers without their best forward and without their best goalie with a goalie with a 900 save percentage, just probably don't quite get it done at home um, against the Oilers. So first the Oilers did have two of their assistant coaches go into COVID protocol. Um, that is also where Artemi Panarin went. So that obviously doesn't bode super well for them as just a kind of a starting point. Um, they also returned Mike Smith but he is again day to day as of New Year's Day uh, with an undisclosed injury. So we don't know if he'll be back. He was pretty bad anyways in his first two games. Um, after a long way off, he gave up 10 goals in two games. So not a great start in his return. Um, Kostinen started for them last time out. I kind of assume that'll be the case again. I, I don't know on the long trip if they had called up Stalock or, or what kind of happened. I was kind of trying to look for what they were doing there. Um, Stalock actually is on the IR, so I have no idea if there's anyone else. So I'm expecting Miko Kostinen to play against Georgiev for the Rangers. That's just the way I'm going to go about this. Uh, as of right now, I have the game at a six to a six and a half over under. I like the over here pretty much either way. I think this will be a super high scoring game. That's kind of why the way I'm going to be betting on this is kind of just following my theory again, just betting McDavid multi point with an assist and a goal, betting all three of them, all of them straight. Um, I think on the Rangers side, it gets a little bit more tricky. I did bet on the Zabinijad a couple nights ago. I didn't really bet at all on Sunday on hockey, which betting on Zabinijad hat trick would have worked because he did have the hat trick. Um, I do think that it, it makes some level of sense to consider some of their props um, because you do have six guys, the top six that are getting a good amount more minutes. It really is kind of hard to pick exactly where to go with it. Um, I think if you're trying to bet as like, I'm going to put $20 to try to win the most money. Um, Lafreniere probably makes the most sense because him and Kako, I, I don't know what the lines will be for them to score, but they both are in the top six. Kako is on the first power play. So I, I do think that'll maybe hurt him a little bit as far as like, they won't give you the best odds in the free world for him to score because they are starting to see that he's a bit of a rate shooter. He's come into his own a little bit more, etc. cetera. Um, while Lafreniere is 
a not going to get the same respect, but I, you know, the reason why I like him is just because playing with Ryan Strome, who's a bit more of a distributor and Barkley Goodrow, who just doesn't really scream rate shooter to me means that I wonder if Lafreniere couldn't see a bit more opportunity. Um, I'm actually, you know what, I'm going to pull up the box score really quick to see what he did, but I, you know, I, I do think that there's a narrative at least that says, you know, either a, maybe Strome ends up getting a bit more opportunity to shoot as he did score in that four, nothing win. the only other goal score outside of me is but I just, I don't know. I do. I like a guy um, like Lafreniere who has a ton of skill and we haven't quite seen it yet to maybe get a bit more of a boost. He had two shots on goal. So had six. I don't think anyone else was above two. Yes. Correct. Um, Igor Shosturkin had the 38 save shutout while Tampa Bay got returned. Andre Vasilevsky, he only was able to make 17 on 21 in the loss. So again, you're looking at a game that should not have gone four to nothing. You're talking about a Tampa team that badly, badly outshot the Rangers, um, as most teams kind of have. I mean, the Rangers have been giving up shots in bunches. I think that's very in play again. Um, we look at the last two games after the, 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 the COVID break, both of them saw, you know, uh, well, the three games since the COVID break, all of them saw over uh, 28, 28, 32, and 38 shot attempts on net, or shot on goal, um, shots on goal. I'm not sure about attempts. I think that there's a chance that there's more than 30 again um, against Georgiev, which is why I think the Oilers have a good chance to find some goals here. And I think that the over-under, like I said, over six and a half, I think the, the Oilers are probably the better bet at plus money. And I think that when I'm building my lineups on DraftKings, I'm going to also consider that. Now, with Nugent Hopkins being out, the Oilers ran Devin Shore with Drysdale and Yamamoto, and then McDavid with New... Um, no, with Paul Yarvey and Hyman, uh, all of those guys saw pretty big minutes. Now, where to go exactly uh, as far as showdown is concerned is a bit tricky. I think that it, it will be somewhat popular to see McDavid and Dreisaitl in the same teams, especially when one's captain, um, which I could definitely, definitely, definitely get on board with. It's not too difficult to do. There's a ton of value in other guys. Um, I think most notably, you know, if you're going to say, I'm going to try to build a, a goalie list team, it's pretty easy to find a way to get uh, Lafreniere and Gaudreau with Strom as like a three-man, that full line. It doesn't correlate super well on the power play, Strom on the first and the other two on the second. But if you just kind of think like, I'm going to get the maximized correlation, which is the biggest part of Showdown. I mean, if we talk about daily fantasy, we're talking about three things, which I've mentioned before, is correlation, projection and ownership. I'm, I'm trying to think of the guy who said that and I'm, I'm blanking on the name, but if you're listening, thank you. Um, as far as showdown is concerned, correlation is probably a bigger factor than a, either of the other two. It's one game. Ownership is going to be difficult. You're, you're not going to be able to uh, get, you know, unless if you play fourth liners, you're just not going to get away from the ownership. So yeah. Should you differentiate a slight bit? Maybe uh, consider it. Yeah. But what you need is correlation because if there's six goals in this game, you can kind of start to pinpoint who will be the guys that benefactor on the goal scorers that you're captaining. So if you're playing McDavid, dry settle will correlate at plenty of times, including the power play, but Paul Yarvey and Hyman are probably the better pieces. If you captain dry settle, Shore and Yamamoto are going to be the pieces. You can still put McDavid there, but that's, those are the guys you want to put in with them. Now, Devin Shore, I believe is the stone cold minimum. Um, I'm trying to even find him probably because he is the minimum. It's hard. Now he's 3K. Yeah, the minimum. 
Um, so yeah, he, that's captain. He's the captain. So Devin Troy is the stone cold minimum. So I do think that some teams will start to build, but the dry cycle captain, Shore, McDavid, that's going to be a really easy core with Kostinen and then go from there. Um, so that, that's kind of, you know, or if you want to go at the Rangers side, I mean, Vegas says they're going to win. Then, you know, you start with the vintage at Kako, Fox, or, or even, um, Kreider, and then you kind of can build the other way. So either or, it's kind of the way I would start the build um, with with any line you want, but just make sure you're maximizing correlation. As far as props are concerned, I think my plan is to take one of the Rangers that I think is, you know, either Lafreniere, Kako, whatever I find to be the best line, um, which right now it's definitely hard to pinpoint or even try to guess at who it's going to be. I can't find any lines on any of it right now. So Whatever it is, if I get plus, you know, 400, 450, I'm, I'm one of those, one of those two. I think for the Oilers, if you're going to do that, it, it's a lot trickier to me. I think, you know, Devin Shore could be at least reasonable, but I'm not super, super keen on it. Just kind of seems super thin. Um, but at least he saw 17 minutes of ice time and he was out there with Drysaddle, which helps. Um, as far as shot props are concerned, Zabinijad's probably going to be two and a half minus 150, 175 in that range. I still like it. It's going to be really easy to take and parlay with other things. Um, I, I, you know, I would find it hard to believe he doesn't see enough minutes to garner that being a really solid bet. Other than that for the Rangers, yeah, like I said, they didn't really get a lot of shots in the game against Tampa. I think there can be more opportunity here, but on a back-to-back, I'm just not going to bet on any of their individual players to shine, of course, Kreider could hit any night and he'll be a little bit closer to the, to the, to the mean as far as what his shot prop line will be. But I'd rather just focus on Zabinijad and move on. He's definitely the guy they want to get the puck. They were feeding him on the power play, trying to get the goals that they, and they, they worked. So let's continue that again. Not sure if there's really any, the only other piece that I saw in the Rangers game I thought was at least worthy of mentioning was Keandre Miller led their defenseman a nice time. He plays the penalty kill. He plays with Truba. And I think that he's going to be really overlooked on the showdown slate just because he doesn't have amazing numbers on the year. He's 4,400 as well, which is more expensive than Barkley Gaudreau. So he's going to be a little bit less owned than maybe he should be. This is a guy that can hit the blocks bonus for sure. So I think if you're kind of loading up on Oilers, it might be advantageous to put Keandre Miller um, in there. But on the other hand, if the if the Oilers are up, maybe Keandre Miller doesn't quite get the run. I don't really know who they'd put in more. Maybe it's Zach Jones then that also could get a bit overlooked. Um, he seems like a bit more of an offensive profile type, you know, defenseman that could have some upside. Um, but, you know, without power play time it's kind of hard the power play two guy for the rangers that again could get overlooked is lundqvist which is not hendrick lund lundqvist which is spelled differently um he has you know not the craziest metrics he has never seen more than like 16 minutes of ice time 15 14 minutes of ice time so it's pretty thin as well but you're gonna have to get different and if you get that right defenseman who gets a couple assists you're going to set yourself way apart, but those are kind of the pieces. Uh, I don't think there's a lot to talk on in Edmonton because it's pretty obvious where you go. I mentioned that the couple guys that make it different, but that's really it. Um, so to recap, I like the Oilers. I like the over. I like McDavid, all, all of the props, put them all together, you know, goal assist, just do that if you want. Um, just because, you know, his multi-point is going to be you know, honestly, I'm really interested to actually run through this. I'm definitely going to post this tomorrow. Let's see what 
you would get by putting 100 on his goal, 100 on his assist, and 200 on his multi-point. And let's just play with that because, you know, it's not like he couldn't score twice. It's not like he couldn't have two assists and, and that multi-point's better. But what amount of risk are you really taking with that, playing the goal and the assist, comparatively to the amount of money you're going to lose by playing multi-point? Because I'm sure it's going to be one and a half. This is going to be a really interesting theory. Let, let's look into this tomorrow. And, you know, in the future, let's talk about these elite, elite players like McDavid, who are just different players, and how we can bet on them better. You know, let, let's, let's play with this. This is how we're going to be better betters. This is how we're going to become a little bit, you know, we're going to look at the sport of hockey differently. And this is how we can help our friends who don't know about hockey get some really EV positive bets, which I think are really out there in hockey compared to any other sport. But okay. Good luck to the Oilers. I'm wearing my, my jersey right now. And I'll talk to you guys on Friday. Mm-hmm.